Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming to you live from New York City on a Monday Labor Day weekend. But this weekend that just passed was full of wrestling, so I'm still working here, trying to give you guys the reviews of the All Out AEW's pay-per-view, the Royal Quest from Japan Pro Wrestling, and NXT UK. So, we're going to start right away with uh, All Out that happened this past Saturday. Uh, the, the show started off with the Casino Battle Royale for the women's um, Casino Battle Royale. The winner of this gets a shot at the AEW Women's title on October 2nd, uh, AEW's TNT debut. So, the... the uh, Casino Royale started off with uh, the Librarian, Nyla Rose, and I believe a couple of other wrestlers in there. Um, they tried to team up on Nyla Rose, trying to get rid of her since she was the biggest and the largest female in the uh, Battle Royal. Um, there was a few surprises that happened in this Battle Royal. Um, there was Tania Dashwood who made her appearance at this Battle Royal. At first, I was wondering how in the world is she in this battle royals? She just signed a contract with Impact Wrestling, but apparently that contract is only good to October. So I guess uh, in that contract, she's allowed to work indies and any other show. Um, so she made her debut in there um, and duked it out with Nyla Rose, uh, Awesome Khan, Brandy Rose, um, uh, Tia Piper was in there too. Um, Tia Piper. Um, I now know why that AEW didn't really sign her right away. Uh, she still needs some polishing to do. Um, Eva Lee's was in it, um, um, and that one, Eva Lee stood there for at least three or four minutes. Um, a Mercedes Martinez made her debut at AEW at the Casino Battle Royal, and Mercedes Martinez is, uh, I think, the champion in Shimmer, and she made her. Uh, her name presence and duked it out with Britt Baker with B. Prisley. Um, so she stood there and she duked it out with everybody and kind of impressed me. But overall, um, I thought um, the winner was going to be Brandy Rose because she had also con in the Battle Royal. But Brandy Rose only lasted, I think, three minutes fighting the most. She did a couple of moves, whatever, but she got eliminated. The winner of this battle royal was Nyla Rose, so she gets a shot at the AEW Women's title on October 2nd at AEW's TNT debut show. So, the next up was Private Party versus Jack Evans and Angelico. Great match, high risk moves, everything uh, that you could expect from these two teams. Uh, Private Party was the favorite as you heard the crowd chanting their name. Uh, Private Party was this was their coming out party and they did very well in this match um, and Private Party ended up beating um, uh, it, uh, Jack Evans and Angelico but it was after the match what happened um, Evans and Angelico frustrated from their loss they attacked Private Party which lead us to believe that this is going to be part of the storyline when these two tag teams are in the AEW Tag Team Tournament on October 9th and this is going to be very, very interesting because, as you all well know, October 9th, 
Pirate Party is scheduled to face off against the Young Bucks. So is Jack Evans and Angelico are going to interfere in that match and cause Private Party their chance to win the tournament? Also, so um, they also show a promo from a wrestler called Warlow. I never heard of him. He looks like a bruiser. Uh, he looks jacked up. Um, he looks like one guy that he fits right in there with AEW's roster. Um, I don't know much about him. I know he's from Cleveland, Ohio. He has an MMA background. So, it'll be something to look forward to coming up in October. So, uh, we'll be right back after this. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. So, all out, all out, AEW's pay-per-view. Started a show with SCU versus Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, and Jungle Boy. This was a pretty good match. Um, SCU, of course, the veteran team, they went at it with um, with the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt did the, his his move. He looks like a little kid when he's in there because uh, he's so short. He's five two, but he did his thing. He did a lot of high risk moves and all that stuff. Um, Luchasaurus still continues to impress me. With his wrestling skill for a guy who's six foot five, uh, he uses those ropes like they were, he's been doing it forever. So, a lot of acrobatic stuff. But at the end, SCU ended up beating, um, beating, um, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, as Marco Stunt got pinned, I believe, by Christopher Daniels. Uh, after the match, they pretty much, um, made sure that Marco Stunt was good, and that was it for that match. Now, the match that kind of surprised me that they put at the, sec- the, the second match off the show was the Park versus Omega, and this did not disappoint. This match was very, very competitive. Um, Omega tried to use a lot of psychology moves. At one point, they went going, uh, running against the ropes back and forth, and Park um, ended up laying on the floor, and Omega stepped on it like a disrespect. Uh, Park did the same thing to him afterwards. They went at it. They took high risk moves. At one point, I thought Park broke his leg when he did like a moonsault off the top rope and landed on the um, on the barricades. And you hear him hitting his leg against the barricade. So that was uh, kind of scary. Um, so, uh, but at the end, um, it kind of surprised me the ending of this match. Because Omega hit Pac with everything he had. He hit him with V-triggers after V-trigger. Pac here getting up. Pac here getting out of it. Pac then decided to grab, I guess, um, Omega tried to do the one-wing angel. Pac reversed it and kind of caught Omega in some type of crisp uh, cross-body move from behind. And put Omega to sleep. And Omega lost this match. So, this was very surprising. A lot of people were shocked. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it that Omega lost to Pac 
And the reason I was shocked was because I thought that probably the match was going to end up in a some disqualification, some disqualification, and nobody gets hurt in the process as far as character-wise. But no, Omega lost. And now this sets up the big storyline for him and Moxley. Moxley is going to come back at him and say, hey, you just got beaten by a guy named Park and you claim you're the best. So that's going to be another storyline to look forward to. And it, it, this was a shocker. It was a oh, I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. Um, then the next match was the Cracker Barrel Hardcore match between uh, Janela versus Havoc versus Allen. And this match started off with Bad Boy Joey Janela and Darby Allen double teaming Jimmy Havoc, um, taping him to a chair. And then. Darby ended up grabbing a bunch of thumbtacks and putting some thumbtacks in uh, Jimmy Havoc's mouth and taping it. It was crazy. At one point, Darby Allen did a hurricanrana while Joey Janela was sitting in the corner in a chair. And when he did the hurricanrana, Janela still landed on the chair sitting down. It was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful move. Uh, also, a um, one crazy part was when Darby Allen grabbed the skateboard and had thumbtacks attached to the bottom of the skateboard and blasted bad boy Joey Janela with it. And he had thumbtacks all on his back. But at the end, um, Jimmy Havoc um, ended up winning this match. Uh, he uh, suplexed um, he suplexed uh, Joey Janela to a cracker barrel um, that was put in the ring. His leg landed on it and um, Havoc uh, ended up winning that match but one point that I think Darby Allen needs to stop doing and this is just my opinion um, he, he did the same move he did on Cody Rose where he jumps off from the corner of the ring backwards this time he had Joey Janela laying on top of the ring steps holding a cracker barrel uh, and next thing you know he did that backward leap and landed on his back on the cracker barrel and the staircase it was Horrible! It was like a horrible landing. I was like, oh my God. But the crowd was into it. So now you have all these four matches already, as you can see. There were four matches. And out of those four matches, everybody was, um, actually it was five. Let me see, one, two, three, four, five. Five matches and people were already so hyped and so, you know, it, it was, you could tell the event was great. It was going to be great for the rest of the night. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, so, like I said um, earlier, the all-out event was already packed for the first five matches. Uh, people were in it. People were uh, all crazy. Uh, so, I guess AEW decided, well, let's put this match together. And they did. And they did what they were supposed to. Because this match that came up was the tag team match between Dark Order and the Best Friend. The winner gets the first round by for the AEW Tag Team Tournament. And um, this kind of quieted down the fans. Uh, I think Dark Order did not. Um, they kind of. They were lacking. I don't know. They were slacking back on moves and all that. So, and Best Friends, they do better than that. I'm surprised. I don't know. Chucky T and Peretta didn't do better than they, what they usually do. So, this kind of. Looked kind of boring, but it picked up its pace, whatever. But the fans were not into it like they were supposed to. But um, Dark Order ends up beating uh, Best Friends, and after that, whilst the Dark Order was leaving the ring and we're going up the ramp, the lights went out. And when the lights came back, Orange Cassidy was standing in 
in the middle of the ring with his hand in his pocket, sunglasses on. Then he decided to go across the ring with his hands in his pocket and dive between the ropes and land on dark order. The sunglasses didn't fall. He still had his hands in his pocket. It was great. It was, I mean, a lot of people don't like his gimmick, but his gimmick is funny. I like it. And at the end, he was in the ring. Uh, it looks like him and best friend are going to be like a, a team now because they all hugged each other. And it was, it was, it was good. It was a good moment in that match. So I, overall, it wasn't that crazy. That wasn't that bad because of the way the ending ended up being. Um, then they had the, another match where, which had uh, implications for the women's title match on October 2nd. It was Riho versus Sheeta. The winner of this gets to face the winner of the Casino Battle Royale, Nyla Rose. And Riho and Sheeta started off again. The crowd was not really into in the beginning. But as the match progressed, uh, these two ladies did their thing where... Um, Riho took a lot of bumps, a lot of spots that I felt like, you know, I got to give her credit because she's so small, so she's only 98 pounds, and but she you know, overcame the odds and ended up being uh, uh, Sheeta, I'm sorry, Sheeta, and so now this set up a, uh, a match between David versus Goliath, so now Riho beat Nanda Rose, I believe it was Fighter Fest, when they had the, I think it was a three-way, so now, um, so this it sets up a good match. I still think uh, Nyla Rose is going to win the belt. Um, so it's, it's going to be something to look forward to. Then we had Cody Rose versus Sean Spears with Blanchard being totally Blanchard being in Sean Spears' corner. Um, so they showed who was going to be in the corner of Cody Rose. Uh, and they had the choosing of Diamond Dallas Page, Brandy Rose, and... MJF. So at the end, Cody uh, picked MJF. Uh, MJF was really, really not much of a non-factor in the match. Uh, Cody started off attacking Sean Spears from the beginning. They kind of brought through the crowd, uh, came back out. Uh, but once they things got in the ring, Sean Spears dominated most of the match. Tully Blanchard kept interfering every time Cody tried to make a comeback. At one point, um, MJF and Tully Blanchard looked like they were going to go at it. They want to sign um, Tully Blanchard attacks MJF outside while Cody's outside. So while Sean Spears in the ring being distracted, what's going on outside? Here comes Art Anderson. The crowd goes wild. Anderson goes into the ring, spine busts Sean Spears, and the crowd goes crazy. The roof goes off the, the joint. At the end, Cody Rhodes ends up pinning Sean Spears with a crossroads. And to me, I, I felt how in the world this. This happened. I thought Sean Spears was gonna win, so they could continue the you know the storyline. But I guess that storyline is gonna be over with. So something left me kind of like wondering what's the, what's next with this. So um, that's something to look for. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros in Escalera de Muerte, the stairways to hell or to death. This was for the Triple A Tag Team Titles, and this was crazy there was a lot of bumps people went to table people took a uh, high-risk move at one point nick jackson was on one side of the ring uh, phoenix was on the other and he did both of them did a frog splash on their opponents while they were laying on the table another point was when um i think it was nick jackson one of the young bucks were in the top of the ladder ready to retreat the belts 
the uh, Pentagon pushed the, the ladder and the Young Bucks landed, one of the Young Bucks landed on the first table, not on the second table, there was where he placed outside, cause his foot got caught in the top rope. And he's lucky that there was a table there, otherwise he would have hurt himself. Um, so it was crazy, it was a crazy match. And then the craziest bump I saw in that match was when Pentagon placed the ladder from the barricade to the ring apron. Then they decided to grab Matt Jackson and put him in a package power drive while Phoenix jumped off the top rope and hit um, uh, Matt Jackson Keystone landing his head on the ladder. Then at the end of this match, the Lucha Bros uh, retained their belts, but it was after the match that a lot of people are talking about. The two masked men entered the ring, attacked the Lucha Bros, knocked them off the, off the ladder. They attacked the Young Bucks. Um, wondering one of them had like a Bill Clinton um, a Bill Clinton mask the other one I forgot what was the mask off or George Bush I think it was and when they took off the mask it was LAX I was so happy to see LAX sign with AEW because what would they have done if they would have went to WWE it would have, they would have been lost in the shuffle even if they would have went to XC they still would have had to come up the, the main roster they would have been lost in the shuffle so LAX is now an AEW. They're not going to be called LAX because LAX is an Impact Wrestling trademark. So they're going to be using some other name. They might be using Proud and Powerful, PMP. That's the, 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 the Twitter handle now in, uh, in Twitter. Before it was uh, Santana LAX. They're not using that now. It's uh, Santana PMP. So um, that's something to look forward to. Then the main event of the night was... Um, Adam Page versus Chris Jericho for the uh, AEW World Title. This match did not, it didn't impress me at all. I'm sorry to say it, but this is like, um, uh, it looks like Jericho is out of shape. This guy, he loses, uh, he's out of breath. Jericho pretty much got busted open by Adam Page. Uh, I guess he was trying to make Adam Page look good. Uh, I know that Adam Page tried it two, three times, tried to hit. Um, Jericho with the with the uh, I think the Buck Lariat they call it um, Hang Buck Lariat and at the end he got caught with the with the um, the Judas effect where Jericho punches you in your face knocks you out uh, so he caught Paige and he becomes the first AEW World Champion I think the title match should have been a little better but at least in the in the main in the in, in the main uh, things. In the long run, it helps AEW because now when they start October 2nd, they're going to have a face and they know who it is. The people will know who it is. And when they tune in the channel, it's not like somebody, oh, who's this champion? I never heard of this guy. It's Jer- Chris Jericho. is now AEW World Champion, the first AEW World Champion. So it's going to be interesting because Jericho, he evolves as time goes on. He reinvented himself and now he's the AEW world champion and we'll be right back and we're going to cover um, Royal Quest when we come back Thank you. and we're back Royal Quest New Japan um, show um, I'm not even going to go through all these matches because uh, I think it was a little disappointed the Royal Quest show um, 
The one match that really caught my eye was the Osprey versus Robbie Eagle match against Ishimori and Fantasmo. That was a pretty good match, which at the end, um, Osprey and Eagle did a double Spanish fly on Ishimori, pinning him. Now this sets up, this sets up for the um, the match between Ishimori and Fantasmo. The IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions against Osprey and Eagle. It could be the destruction shows that are coming up in um, this month, or it could be in the Fighting Spirit Unleashed coming up here in the, the ending of September in the United States. So that's a match to look forward to. Um, but before I go on to the next match, um, the begin- the first match of Re- uh, Royal Quest was Rapongi Vice versus Takuchi Uno and Takuchi Uno and Rita. That was the first match. Show pins Rita. They won that match. The second match was Hikaleo versus a Tokyo uh, uh, Hikaleo and Tokyo Pin versus Juice Robinson and Kota Ibushi. Ibushi pins Hikaleo. I don't understand why they still. Making Hikaleo lose these matches. Uh, if, he's, if you're going to have him as a young line, then why is he part of Bullet Club? Even though his brothers are in Bullet Club, but it doesn't make him look good. It makes Bullet Club look weak. I don't understand that one. But as you said, the third match was Osprey and the Eagle. We already covered that. Uh, Tatsuya Naido and Sonata versus Jay White and uh, Chase Owens. Uh, this is a pretty hard-hitting match, but you guys know that Jay White and Tetsuya Naido are now feuding for the IWGP Intercontinental title. Um, so, do not be surprised that Jay White beats Naido for the IWGP Intercontinental belt in one of the destruction shows because it's going to happen. But the match, um, Sonata submits Chase Owens and then Jay White decides to attack Sonata and Naido with a chair and kind of like trying to disrespect Naido. Naido came back and catches um, Jay White with a Decino uh, and then smacks him around. So that is something to look forward to. I'm really looking forward to seeing that match between Jay White and Naido. Even though they face each other in the G1 Climax, but this is going to be good. Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny versus Kyle Fletcher and Mark David. The OC opens. Um, this was for the IWGP title match. Um, Fletcher and Davis. Uh, show that they can hang with the gorillas, but at the end, the gorilla destiny caught um, the Kokal Fletcher with the uh, Tangaloa's super power bomb from the second second rope, and so they retained the belt. One match that I liked, the, that I really liked, was the um, the Ishi versus Kenta. This was the match because this last off led off from the time where Kenta betrayed Ishi and became part member bullet crop so this match was pretty good they they hit each other with everything i'm talking about kicks they try to put each other to sleep everything this was the best i think this was one of the best matches of the night um but at the end the bullet club interfered with tamatanga and tangaloa interfering in the match uh trying to set up ishii um but kenta catches ishii with the gts and wins the never open weight title from ishii and that's his first title match. First title match. First title he grabs, and now Bullet Club has more gold in the stable. Um, um, and afterwards, they just kept um, they, they they attacked uh, Ishii and left them laid out. The next match was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi. This is 
goes back from Madison Square Garden, the G1 Climax, where uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, sent Tadahashi to the hospital, and he was out for a few months. Uh, Tadahashi ended up beating um, Zack Sabre Jr. in the G1 Climax tournament, um, to get, so he could get a shot at the Red Pro title, and um, pretty much uh, there was a good match. And you know, of course, Zack Sabre Jr. he'll stretch you all over the place. This is a submission master, but he loses to Tanahashi uh, and loses the Red Pro uh, British title to Tanahashi. So Tanahashi becomes the Red Pro champion, and this is good for New Japan since Tanahashi is no longer going to be part of the world title picture. You know, because his career is fading little by little, so you know you got to keep him um, uh, relevant in New Japan as they do to a lot of these wrestlers. Uh, so Tanahashi is the new Red Pro champion. Then we have Kasukusuko Okada versus Minoru Suzuki for the IWGP title. And of course, Suzuki pinned uh, Okada to, uh, to gain this, uh, this title match when he power drive them in one of the tag team matches at the G1 finals um, card. Suzuki and Okada went at it. I mean, these guys, oh my God. You cannot go one-on-one with Minoru and think that you're going to hit him with... Uh, with slaps and all types of, because he's gonna ask, he's gonna bring it to you. He's gonna, he's gonna take shots, but you better be ready to take his shot. This match was great. They went at it. Um, like all Suzuki matches, they're pretty good. But Okada overcame the odds, and he remake Suzuki to keep the IWGP title, retain it. And now the next person up for Okada is Sonata, and Sonata beat Okada at the G1 Climax Tournament to gain a title shot so that's something to look forward to um i think i still think sonata may beat him it could be it it might go and they might go out at king of uh, king of pro wrestling don't be surprised if okada loses the belt at king of pro wrestling so who knows but we'll be right back and we're back so now we're going to cover the nxt uk NXT UK, I was not going to watch it because I really don't know a lot of these wrestlers, but I decided to sit down and watch it. And the first match of the night was Noam Dar versus Travis Bank. Uh, this match was pretty good. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, uh, Noah Dar, the uh, last time I saw him was at the Classic, um, the Cruiserweight Classic, and I believe he was in the 205 for a while. But he ends up um, giving Travis uh, Bank um, a run for his money. He ended up um, pinning um, Travis Bank after st- uh, hitting him with a standing shining wizard. So that match was pretty good. And then the next match that caught me off guard, and I forgot that this match was going to happen. Well, actually, not the, this person was going to show up. So Cesaro ends up showing up at NXT UK and throws out a challenge. And Ilya Dragona ends up challenging him. This match was pretty good. And um, and it kind of impressed me because it goes to show you what Cesaro can do in the ring if you let him wrestle the way he wrestles. But WWE does not know how to use him, and they got him still chasing the brass ring for years. Uh, Cesaro and Dragona uh, tore the house down, um, and Cesaro ends up pinning um, Dragona by vile on neutralizer. He hit the neutralizer on Dragona and, and wins by pinfall. Afterward, he Went in the ring, looked like he was gonna do something to Dragona, but then uh, extended his hand and congratulated him for giving him a good match. 
at Arasano Respect. Uh, then we had the NXT UK Tag Titles, and this was like for me was, uh, you know, weird and, and uh, you know, like I don't know none of these tag teams, but they had Mark Andrew and Morgan Webster versus Gallus versus the Grizzly Young Veterans, uh, and it went for the tag title, and it was it was a pretty good match. Um, these team, both of them went at it, um, and it was hard hitting. It was uh, a lot of uh, high risk maneuvers, but Mark Andrew and Morgan Webster ended up um, winning the, the the match and winning the tag team belts by by pinning. Um, um, I think it was Coffee that did that. Mark Coffee did pin uh, with a 450 splash, and um, actually, well, yeah, it was a 450 splash, and they're the new NXT UK Tag Team Champion. And I was impressed with the tag team. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It was good, entertaining. Um, and of course, you know, the the crowd in the UK, they always live. No matter what promotions in there, they are they are always live. They love wrestling in the UK, and it was a good match. Then we had the Dave Masters versus um, Joe Coffey, last man standing. Um, this one, everywhere, they hit each other with everything. They hit each other with a cricket bat. They hit each other with, um, they went to two tables. Um, they even went to, the, I believe, to the top of the, the broadcasting area. They fell down through a table down. Um, and that's the way the match ended because at the end, well, both guys were trying to get up. And Coffee went and kicked the travel case where um, Master was trying to hold on. So when they hit the nine, he kicked the, the travel case. He fell and he stood up. So Joe Coffee ends up winning that last match, standing match. Then we had the NXT UK uh, Women's Title Match between um, Tony Storms and Callie Ray. Pretty good match. Pretty good. Um, Tony Storm. Uh, this is the second time I've seen her. The last time I saw her was when she won the title. Um, I hear so much about her and how great her wrestling school is. So she, but she did show it um, tonight. And the determination. I mean, uh, uh, Kylie Ray was much, was more determined to win it. She ends up um, pinning um, Tony Storm after hitting her with a gory bomb. And she is the new NXT UK Women's Champion. Now, the main event of the night was NXT UK Champ Walter versus Tyler Bates. This match, let me tell you something. If I was to compare the title match between Adam Page and Chris Jericho to Tyler Bates versus Walter, I'd take the Tyler Bates versus Walter match. As much as I'm not too crazy about WWE product, but the NXT TakeOver regular NXT takeovers and the NXT UK showed me that they have the product is unbelievable but this match between Tyler Bates and Walter was off the chambers Tyler Bates showed me this man is strong for a little guy because Walter was dominating most of the match he caught Walter on a torture rack Walter must weigh like 280 pounds at least 280 he got that old school killer Kowalski style of wrestling and he's tall and here comes Tyler Bates, who probably weighed 190 pounds, had Walter in a, in a torture rack style, and then dropped him face first on the floor. This was a great match. I tell you right now, I don't know what to say. I mean, Walter, last time I saw him wrestle, was going to Pete, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn gave him a run for his money. This one was Tyler Bates, who was the first NXT UK 
champion and this match was a great result. and this is probably one of the top 10 matches of the year if you haven't seen it go to the WWE Network and watch this match Walter versus Tyler Bates I recommend it usually I don't recommend anything about WWE but this match I recommend it it was a great match it won must have been like 30 something, 30 something minutes because it went long but Walter ends up beating Bates after he clotheslined him and pinned him but I'm sure that he might be going to get another title match because Bates show heart this guy show heart I was very impressed with his wrestling skill his determination he did it all so there you got it but guys there was a lot a lot of wrestling this week um three pay-per-views a lot of it um one small note I want to make Kylie Ray, who was AEW uh woman in the woman roster apparently she asked for her release on I think the night after the, the AEW All Out pay-per-view, and she asked for her release. She's no longer with the company, um, and somebody else told me that she may be retiring. She's suffering from depression. It's very sad because, you know, she showed what she made of. I saw Double or Nothing yesterday, again, for like the third time. I love Double or Nothing. Um, and she shows that she has wrestling skill, but it's very sad that she's no longer now. I guess she won't be wrestling anymore. She has depression problems. And that's something that you don't play around with. You got to take care of that. And I wish her nothing but the best. So, well, I want to thank everybody who is listening to me right now. And those who are subscribed to my audio podcast. Guys, I also have my YouTube channel called The Ultimate One Wrestling News. I just downloaded yesterday my new uh, video with the uh, All Out Review. Uh, I'm also in Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook by the same name, Ultimate One Wrestling News. Uh, Instagram is Ultimate One underscore Wrestling News. You can check me out there, or you can subscribe to this podcast and you'll get something new every week. Uh, but now we're gonna see All Out is done, UK is done, the Royal Quest is done. So now it's all about what is in store for the rest for for the rest of the year i mean we got september 18 nxt goes to wednesday on usa network um i still believe that i'm hoping to god that mcmahon don't touch that product and you know and people keep talking about aew competing with nxt aew is not competing with anybody if anything it's mcmahon who's trying to compete with aew because he's obsessed so people got to understand that Okay. Um, people want to compare NXT with AEW. You cannot compare NXT with AEW for the simple fact that NXT has been a already uh, uh, established um, promotion, if you could say, or, or section of WWE, and they've been around. AEW is still building. It's, putting, it's still putting the bricks up. You need to give it time. You need to start comparing it. But if you think about it, and this is just my opinion, if they're giving good product on the on day pay-per-views imagine what's going to be in tv it's going to be good and the guys got to accept the competition don't criticize the product if you're not giving it a chance so you know um remember nxt at one point was nothing it was florida championship wrestling for you guys to remember and when nxt started NXT was more of a competition because that's what Daniel Bryan first came into WWE. He was pouring out with the Miz as Miz as his tutor. Daniel Bryan was already a, a, a already a, a, a built talent in Ring of Honor. Okay, 
I said he was known as Brian, Brian Danielson, in case you guys don't know. So, you know, you guys got to give it a chance. And maybe, you know, if you give it a chance, then, you know, we'll have good wrestling. We got good wrestling anyway. We got you know, Ring of Honor and Impact are suffering right now. Um, you know, but it's, this is wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, enjoy it. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you can enjoy it. If you're at sports entertainment, then stick with WWE. See how far that's going to keep get you and i'm just keeping it real that's all i'm doing but thank you very much everybody for listening to me tonight i want to ask you to subscribe to the channel and i already give you all my information and i hope to hear from you guys soon and i'll be back sometime this week or next week depending on what's happening because now with all these events are over now we gotta wait and see what happens it may be a slow slow week thank you for everything you do and have a good day